Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Part of the lesson we learned this past week is that the blessing of the Lord is an access to an unlimited God with unlimited resources. That makes us rich. The blessing, the peace, the prosperity, a major word in that particular text is the source. The Lord is our source. Remember, Abram said, nobody may be rich but God. He is our source. He causes us to be happy. He is our gift. But remember now, this is the blessing of the Lord. This is not the blessing of, of a human, not the blessing of an organization, not the blessing of a church. Even though God's church is, we are the blessing of the Lord. It is the access to an unlimited God with unlimited resources. That's important because we understand that God can handle anything that comes your way. Why? Because he's unlimited. He has nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken. Whatever you need, God has it. And see, that is imperative to me because when you become born again, that not only goes from uh, this lifetime, but goes into the life afterwards as well. It is, that's what makes us rich. Rich can be defined as more than enough to handle what comes our way, whether spiritually or naturally. Rich, it says this, I got more than enough to handle whatever comes my way, whether spiritually or naturally. And with God, it's not just one area, but it's every area of your life you're going to be rich in. God does not just say you're going to be rich in your finances, but he says you're going to be rich in your spiritual life. Because I don't care how much money you have, you can't bind the devil up with a $20 bill and cast them out. And You know what I'm saying? You need the word of God operating in your life. You need to be able to bind that devil up in the name of Jesus and cast them out in Jesus' mighty name. And a $20 bill don't get rid of the devil. I'm going to tell you that up front. You need the power of the Holy Spirit operating your life and the authority of Jesus Christ to help you through that process. Of course, we receive that blessing when we decide to submit to God's plan of salvation. Remember we talked about, uh, we had the examples we used this past Sunday of deliverance, protection, and prosperity. Deliverance, protection, and prosperity. And remember, they operate in an unlimited basis. They have no lack in their life. They're, listen, protection can protect you uh, spiritually as well as naturally. God can deliver you spiritually as well as naturally. You remember when he dealt with the in, in, individual, the uh, demon-possessed man? The demon-possessed man had demons in him. They said, our name is Legion, for we are many. This man got delivered from all those demons. That was a spiritual thing. And so God can not only deliver you from natural things, but he can deliver you from spiritual things as well. And remember, his power is unlimited. Because remember, Legion, in one particular definition, they'll say there was approximately 2,000 demons that that man was dealing with. And God sent every last one unpacking. I'm talking about got them out of there. And they couldn't eat. Listen, they say, oh, we, we, we got to get out of him. Because why? Jesus was in the midst of them. And he exercised his authority to get that man delivered. 
Also to prosperity. And prosperity means you're going to be productive in every area of your life. Every area. That means if it's at school, you're going to be productive. In your job or your business, you're going to be productive. Why? Because you got an unlimited resource. God knows everything about every subject in your life. There's not, nothing God doesn't know about that he cannot give, give you. You have. Let me say this to you. You have access to unlimited resources when it comes to God. And that is what we consider rich. And what I love about that is God's not limited by us. I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes, too. But it is unlimited resource. And we receive that when we receive our salvation. And now, um, well, I've got to get back ahead of myself. Let me add, drop one more thing in there. We learn how to access this through our church services. We learn how to access it. That's why church service is so essential to a believer's life, a place where we're fed knowledge and understanding. And really, you learn how to access this richness that you got. You learn how to access it because you, you, ha- you could be rich but not learn how to use it the proper way. That's why God is giving us pastors that will feed us knowledge and understanding to help us with the process. Now, when we connect to Jesus, who has unlimited resources, he, has, he will never run out because he is our Lord. He will never run out because he has unlimited resources. He's got a stock or supply of money. He's got materials. The Bible talks about the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God has plenty of money, and he knows all the money is too. They talk about they got their hiding gold in certain places. God knows where every piece of gold is in the world. He understands where the wealth is. He understands where the access assets are at. He understands. I like this word he uses his staff. I thought about this. He get he, he dispatches angels to watch over you, uh, all of us, to keep us in all our ways. His angels are something else. I promise you that. And I thank God for angels today that continue to watch over each and every one of us on a day by day basis. Angels ride down or up and down the road with you. Angels on your job. Angels protecting your home. Angels around this church right here. Boy, we need angels. I'm going to tell you that right now. We need angels to keep people on the right side of the road when we're riding down the road. Oh, yeah, you better know, you better know what I'm saying here. We thank God for angels that keep cars on the right side of the road as we ride down the road. See, the angels not only protect us naturally, but they protect us spiritually as well. They keep demon spirits away from our homes as well. That's why you sleep so good at night, because the angels are kept around about your home, keeping out all demonic activity away from your house. Oh, that's a good place to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for keeping our home, God, giving us peace that passes all understanding. God, they knows they, they exist for our natural as well as spiritual protection. And see, and, and let me throw this out to you before we go further. Unsaved folks don't have that kind of access. We got it because we're children of the Most High God. God said, I'm going to protect you spiritually as well as naturally. And is, and of course, he would never out because he is the Lord. Go to John chapter 1, verse 3. I'm going to show you something that I thought about today as I was studying this text. In John chapter 1 and verse 3. Remember I said the Lord would never run out. I'm going to show you why the Lord would never run out. You can also read this over in the book of Genesis, but John chapter 1, verse 3 kind of put it more succinct. It says, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. So very succinctly, he says, everything that was made was made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. So everything that's out there, God already made it. 
I mean, you think about it. All the oil you oil that's out there, God made it. All the trees out there, God made it. The sea, the ocean, God made it. The sky, the sun, the stars, God made it. That's why it never runs out. People, I remember in the 70s, they talked about there's going to be an oil show. People were lining up at gas stations left and right. They're going to run out of gas, y'all. Here we are. That was the 70s. Maybe it was 80s. When they were. All the year later, we still ain't ran out of gas yet. Y'all remember the time they had that big old oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico? That was a lot of oil they lost out there. We still ain't ran out of oil yet, y'all. God it has unlimited resources. Unlimited resources. Because why? The earth is, he made everything from the beginning. He made everything. And when he made it, it's wonderfully made. Thought about this. The air that we breathe was made from the beginning. We was made from the beginning. This air that we breathe, it goes through all the cycles that it goes through. According to scientists, was the air that was made in the book of Genesis. God made the air then, and we're still breathing it today. He, it, listen, it has never ran out. Whether you drink water or not, water has not run out. The sun, the sun that is shining today, that was in the book of Genesis, is still shining today. Why? Because God made it. God made it. It has not run out. So you know, if you got a light bill, <laughs> you got a car note. You see, you see on there how we think about this? See, that's why God is expanding our mindset to, re- to realize that we are divinely blessed. And remember one thing that Bishop really emphasized. We cannot go by the world's definition of being rich. We've got to stick with God's biblical definition of being rich. We're going to deal with that in just a few minutes. That's why he has unlimited resources because he's the Lord. He's the Lord. And he's, uh, he's Jehovah, the existing one, the one who, the one true God. That is the one who created all things according to John chapter 1 verse 3. And that's imperative for me to know because if I know that he created all things, I know that he will supply the need no matter what it looks like in my life. That's why I'm rich because I know that whatever comes up in my life, he's going to supply the need. He's going to supply the need. One thing about God, we still have to operate by faith and not by sight. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he, he, he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he has rewarded them who diligently seek him. So God going to make sure you operate by faith. He's going to make sure. He's going to make sure even when with, so he's supplying your needs, he's going to make sure that you will operate by faith. Therefore, sometimes, he, even though he knows that you will have access to it, Sometimes he calls you to wait in the natural a little bit. He calls you to wait in the natural a little bit. Why? Because he wants you to make sure that you're operating by faith. That you're not dependent upon others, but you're dependent upon God for what's going on in your life. So now we should maintain confidence that the Lord will supply our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus as written in Philippians 4.19. Let's go to Philippians 4.19. That's why we got to maintain that confidence, that rest, that assurance that God will supply the need. Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He's going to supply. He's going to make sure they're complete. He's going to make sure they're, they're full. He's going to make sure there's nothing missing or nothing broken. 
Nothing missing or nothing broken. He's going to make sure that you accomplish our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we can have peace knowing that as long as we are connected to Jesus, nothing or no one can stop him from causing nothing missing or nothing broken to be a part of our lives. Nothing missing, nothing broken. God is doing that in our lives right now. You know one thing, as I was thinking about this, he will do it despite the obstacles that come against us. You know what, what we're really fascinated about this? He'll do it even despite me. He'll make sure that our needs are supplied even despite me. I thought about this. I can be my own worst enemy, but he'll make sure that my needs are supplied despite me. Ooh-wee. Despite me. I think about this. The devil can do a lot of different things, but sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. But God will supply the need despite us. When we can bind the devil up and cast him out, we can stop dealing with folks. But you know what? You can't get rid of yourself. You can't cast yourself out of you. (laughs) I know it may seem like you can, but God will supply the need despite us. And I thank God he does it too. Because God will take care. He will supply the need despite us. I said, God, thank you so much, Jesus. Even when I mess up, you're still supplying the need. Even when I come up short, you're still supplying the need. Even when I don't do what I need to do, then I know you're still making sure nothing's missing and nothing broken in my life. What's the sign of a rich person right now? When you got nothing missing and nothing broken, and this will, you know, one thing we had to determine from Sunday was this. Everybody's going to have something coming at them in their life. And it may not be today, but sooner or later, you have something coming towards you in your life. What makes us rich? That God got more than enough to supply that need. That means that whatever come in my life, I'm going to have, listen, this is what I got. I must keep in mind. It may not come that day, but if I keep my trust and my confidence in Jesus, sooner or later, he's going to cause that thing to come to pass. And all of that, he's going to make sure we got more than enough to handle it too. You ever notice that when God get ready to finish with, finish with trouble in your life, you come out better than when you first went through it? Sometimes that seems like that trouble was getting the best of you, but God will cause you to come out. That's why he says all things work together for my good, because I love God. I called according to his purpose. Trouble may come, but because I got an unlimited resource, it just keep on. It, listen, God's grace will help me while I'm, while I'm dealing with this trouble right here. God's mercy will help me while I'm dealing with this trouble right here. And God got more mercy and more grace than that trouble has coming against me. So that trouble coming against me, I got an unlimited resource that's just dealing with this trouble in my life. Let me say this to you. You may have to deal with the trouble for months at a time. But God still got more. He got, he got years and years of grace and mercy that can deal with trouble that comes up in your life. That's what makes you rich. Oh, boy, that makes us real rich. Somebody say, I'm real rich. I'm telling you, because God got more than enough to operate whatever comes in my life. That's why you're making it today. Because you are, let me say, the blessing of the Lord has made you rich. Boy, I'm talking about you got grace and mercy, howling things that come up in your life. Oh, my goodness. That's why we are divinely blessed. Divinely blessed. We can have peace knowing as long as we're connected to Jesus, 
Nothing or no one can stop him from causing nothing missing or nothing broken to be a part of our lives. Nobody can stop that as long as we're connected to Jesus. Now, let's deal with the opposite of being rich, which is being poor. Enemy, we must understand that the enemy is constantly trying to convince us that we are poor. He's trying to convince us that we are poor. Now, definition of poor. Not having enough. And, and to me, the second part of this definition is the key. And not knowing where that need is going to come from. See, let me say this to you. If you live long enough, you're not going to have enough. That's how we, listen, some of us have built our prayer life, our faith life on times where we didn't have enough. Some of us, because we didn't have enough, oh, we, you got to tell us to praise God or to, or to pray. We didn't have enough. <laughs> Glory to God. But you know what? We knew, but we still were connected to the source, though. And we didn't know when he was going to do it. We just knew as long as we continue to give glory to God, as long as we can keep turning victory, as long as we saying, God, you know what? I know you're going to do it. I don't know when you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do it. Oh, God, we made, that makes you rich right now. You knew where it was coming from. But individuals that don't know where it's coming from, that to me is a poor individual. If they don't get it by a certain date at a certain time, they're like, we ain't going to have it. Oh, that ain't God. Because God knows he's going to, listen, let me tell you what I know about God. And I'm learning this over, over, over um, my years walking with him. It, sometimes things may come or they may not come when I think they ought to come. But God, something in my spirit says, you know what, I got peace about this. Where did the peace come from? Peace that passes all understanding, that keeps our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I know sooner or later it's going to get him. And it may not be exactly how I think it's going to come, but I know God's got this. When you got that kind of, that's a, that's a rich person right now. A poor person is going to sit up in the middle of the night trying to figure it out. How are we going to do this? And what, how, what's going what's to go? What? How, what? You know, you, you, listen. Let's face it, some of us have had some poor days in our life because we're going to try to figure it out on our own. Ooh-wee. And, you know, it gets you frustrated, gets you mad, gets you upset. I mean, you lose sleep at night. You could be sleeping real good. Rich folks sleep real good. Rich in God. Their rest is in God. But folks that try to figure it out on their own, oh, God, well, I see why we uh, stayed up at night. Because what you depended on? You, folks, things. But when you got an unlimited God, that's why the enemy is always trying to tell you indirectly as well as directly that you are poor. You got to depend on, what's the enemy trying to say? You got to depend on your own effort in order to get that done. You got to depend on your way of doing it. You got to depend on a job for all your resources. If If you ain't working, then you got to depend on, listen, medical science in order to get ill. If they ain't got a cure for it, then you ain't going to be ill. You got to depend on a, a, a somebody else in order for you to be happy. Well, God is saying, you know what? If you and me, you're going to be happy. 
That's the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. And I'm thinking about this and I'm saying, God, you know what? The enemy has been lying to us for years. He's been telling us that we don't have enough. We have no money or no goods. We don't have enough, uh, enough money or goods. Insufficiency, deficiency. And, and this definition, I thought about this too. Another, end of, another definition for being poor is no godly wisdom. No godly wisdom. Why is godly wisdom important? Because if you got, listen, if you got godly wisdom, then you know, listen, you may not know how to do everything, but you got enough wisdom to get things done. To get things moving in the right direction. That you know that God eventually is going to take care of you. Sometimes God will give you wisdom like, I need you to go out fishing. I need you the first fish you catch. I want you to go pay your taxes in mine. See, that don't make sense, naturally speaking, do it. Because I've been fishing a number of days, and, and, well, the fish I caught, they didn't have a, not one single dollar in them. You follow me? They barely had the worm in their mouth. So you know it takes wisdom to find to do what God instructs you to do. You need godly wisdom. And this is another definition that I said was poor. No relationship with Jesus. No relationship with Jesus. That, to me, is a person that is poor. They got no relationship with Jesus. When you got no relationship with Jesus, you are poor. 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 I mean, you got no relationship. Let me tell you something. Well, I'm not going to go get ahead of myself, but when you have no relationship with Jesus, you are, with my opinion, considered poor. Knows the biblical definition. Cause why? When you got a relationship with Jesus, you got un- access to unlimited resources, unlimited supply, unlimited. Let me tell you something. God can make a way out of no way. God can drop one idea in your life that can change your life for the better. You ain't that. Listen, there be stuff you had never thought about before, but God can give you an idea, and all of a sudden, that one idea can take you from a hundred there to a thousand there to a hundred thousand there to a millionaire. One idea, one idea, one relationship with God, one relationship. God can open a door that you can talk to somebody that you never talked to before, and they heard about you through somebody else. But why didn't they call you before? Because God had to, he had to make sure it was the right time at the right place. Why did you get that job or that business uh, opportunity? Because God had you in the right place at the right time. God knows what he's doing, y'all. He is a God of more than enough. But to be poor is not having enough and not knowing that need is, is going to, uh, where that need is going to come from. Again, that is my definition of being poor. It's not having enough and not knowing. Because let me say this to you. Again, I want to I say this to you one more time and make sure. And I'm not trying to just, ugh. well, I want you to get this. You, the days that you run in your life where you don't have enough, understand it's not over till God says it's over. When you don't have enough, understand something. You still look hooked to a God that has enough. And that's, that's wonderful to me. 
You know why it's wonderful to me? Because there are days I don't have enough whatever. Could be healing. Could be deliverance. It could be what I do in a certain situation. But I know I'm hooked to a God that eventually is going to give me what I need. Isn't that good to know? I'm talking about he's going to eventually give me what I need. Oh, I just got to wait. I may have to, I may have to, I may have to hold, listen, I may have to hold you off for a moment. But if I keep on holding on to God, oh, yeah, he's going to eventually give me the idea. He's eventually going to open the door up. He's eventually going to tell me what to do. And, it, and I told somebody this, even if I miss it, if, I, if I'm stepping out, I acknowledge him in all my ways and he's directing my path. Even if I step out, I know what thing God's going to do. He's going to help me to get back on the right path. Even when you miss it, God can get you around on the right path. I need people to understand that this evening. Because even when you miss it, God can get you on the right path again. Worst thing that you can ever do is stop this stop, period. Somebody, I, I just can't do this. If, we all could be quitting if that was the case. I don't know one person in the room could do everything perfect. Other than Jesus, that's the one in this room right now can do everything perfect. No, so I said the one in this room right now, Jesus, is the only one that can do things perfect. The rest of us need help. That's why he a present help in the time of need. Thank you for being our help, God. Now, I'm going to give you an example of somebody who was who didn't know what, what, what something was coming from. It was the widow woman. Go to 1 Kings 17 and 12. 1 Kings 17 and 12. This widow woman is an example of somebody who did not know, the Bible says, where her next meal was coming from. Basically, where her next meal was coming from. In fact, she had made up in her mind. It's interesting. The Lord had sent the prophet to a woman that was on what I'll consider her last. She was on her last and she did not know what to do, naturally or spiritually. And, but she got hooked up with a man of God who was who used God as his source, who had a connection with God, the unlimited God with unlimited resources, who got, had an idea, who had a plan, who had a strategy that can take that woman from one level to another. Just one idea, one idea. She's going to open up a business. She's going to be selling Something that she had that was produced supernaturally. And when she did it, she had enough money to take care of hers and, and her household for a long time in the future. But you know what she was at, though, at one point in life? At First Kings 17, verse 12? I want you to notice what it says. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, notice her response. I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. She had ran out of her own. Listen, she, had, she was doing it all out of her own source. She was a source and not God a source. I want you to notice this, because many of us, when we try to make ourselves our source, we will eventually run out. We'll run out. 
We'll be there like the widow woman. We, we'll, we'll find out that in our pantry is nothing but a flour, a handful of flour in a bin, a little oil in a jar, and we went outside and found a couple of sticks. No, it's two sticks. Two sticks. No, she could at least find a few more sticks, I thought. Anyway, the sticks were free, I thought. But even the sticks were hard to find back then. So you know that when she found what she had, this is where she ran out. But to go on to tell you, this will give you just a brief uh, synopsis of the rest of the story. She hooked up with a man of God who was hooked up to an unlimited God with unlimited resources. Who had an idea that was going to take her to another level. Hallelujah to God. And that woman ended up taking what she had and she became a rich woman, naturally speaking, overnight. Because what she had, God supplied it supernaturally. Why? She hooked up with an unlimited God, a man of God who was hooked up to an unlimited God with unlimited resources. And when you hook up with an unlimited God, a man of God with unlimited God and unlimited resources, woo-wee, God going to take your ministry to another level. He's going to take your, notice, not only take your spiritual life to another level, but your natural life to another level. Thank you so much, God, for showing us this example this afternoon. Now, whenever, when a person does not have a relationship with Jesus, in my opinion, they would be considered poor. Regardless of their financial status or intellectual status, the Lord asked the question in Matthew 16, verse 26. We're going to go in just a moment. What would it profit to gain the whole world and be poor in the afterlife? Go with me to Matthew 16 and 26. Matthew 16 and 26. Matthew 16, verse 26 reads as follows. For what profit, these are the words of Jesus, for what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his own soul? Let me say this to you. One of the things I'm, I'm understanding, I'm learning is you can have wealth in this life, you can acquire and get wealth, but still be poor in the afterlife. And when you pour in the afterlife, you are missing. Sad. Because notice, he said, what? Now, this is what you understand. Individuals, evidently, they had profited from what they had acquired and got in the whole world. But they got the wrong thing. Now, as, and I don't think he was telling them not to get stuff. I think he was telling them, you forgot about Jesus when you was in this world. They were... It was nothing wrong with the money, but it was that they left God out of everything that they were getting. And when you leave God out, oh, you can be, you might be okay on this side, but in the afterlife, notice what he, notice how he put it to him in that particular verse. The latter part, and lose his own soul. He said that you'll lose it. You can gain this stuff, this life. That's why you got to be careful of what you go after, what you acquire, and what you get in this world today. Yeah, I, nothing wrong with certain things, but you got to make sure you have to get Jesus. 
You need to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. And not just know him on, on a one day, but have a relationship with him. I'm talking about you got to have a relationship uh, that goes more than just one day. It, it, it is a lifestyle that you have with Jesus. Every day you get to know more about Jesus. Every day you get more, more about your Savior. Every day. See, this is a person that has said, you know what? I'm going to gain some things in this world, but I'm not going to be poor in the afterlife. Think about this. This person was could have was could have been rich in while they was on the earth. But when they saw Jesus in the afterlife, they were poor. This is what you need to understand. A rich person is going to be rich in this world as well as the world to come. Hmm. Did you hear, did you see that in the text? A rich person is going to be rich not only in this world, but blessing the Lord makes one rich. But the riches don't stop once you leave this world right here. The riches keep on going. They go with you into the afterlife. Good God Almighty. And so these individuals in Matthew 16, 26, they, the, 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 the natural riches, they cease. They cease. See, some people accumulate natural wealth, but not investing as much in spiritual wealth. A person may have, let me say, they may have everything they probably wanted and needed on earth, but internally, they are broke. They're broke. Isn't it sad that you can be, have all, all this natural wealth? But be broke when you get when you before you see Jesus. And those who how Jesus said it, you lose your own soul. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? Ooh wee. All right, let's go a little further. Let's go a little further. One way a believer can operate in the blessing of the Lord is through knowledge and understanding. Being administered by the pastor in Jeremiah 3 and 15. Now, to understand is essential in identifying and maximizing the riches that God has put into our lives. Let's go to Jeremiah 3 15. Jeremiah 3 15. Now, here we go. The Bible reads as follows. And I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Once, one way I believe it can operate in the blessing of the Lord is through knowledge. Facts, information, experience, skills, and education. Facts, information, experience, skills, and education that comes through a relationship with Jesus. Because you can have Facts, information, experience, skills, and education, just like this other person did who had gained all this knowledge, but without Jesus in the world, or you can have it with Jesus. We choose to have it with Jesus. As well as that, we're going to have understanding. Understanding is how to apply wisdom, how to prosper, how to be successful, how to act right, to have insight, or another word is to, to discern. And this is what we learn with our relationship with Jesus. 
We get knowledge and understanding on a week-by-week basis that helps us to identify and maximize the riches that God has put into our lives. It's hard to know what you got without knowledge and understanding of the Word of God. It is hard to know without somebody teaching you what what is available to you through Scripture. It's hard to know it. That's why we need somebody to feed us with knowledge and understanding. That's why we have revolves like we did last week with our bishop who taught us that we are divinely blessed. That helped us all in the sanctuary. If you missed, boy, you missed a good one last week. Good God Almighty. Boy, that was a good one last week. Why? Because he taught us about we are divinely what? Blessed. And when we're divinely blessed, we operate in what God has provided for us. He's telling us that we are rich in the business. Why? Because we got access to an unlimited God with unlimited resources. Unlimited God with unlimited resources. There is not one subject you can't bring to God that God does not have the answer for. Not one subject. Not one subject in school. Not one subject, subject on your job or your business. Not one subject in your relationship that you that God would not give you the answer to. Because he knows you. He knows us. That's why it's important that we come here from the man or woman of God to feed us knowledge and understanding. And knowledge and understanding is essential in identifying and maximizing the riches that God has put into our lives. Now, through knowledge and understanding, we operate in, again, this is the salvation package we talked about earlier. Remember, the access to the riches came through our salvation package, which was deliverance, protection, and prosperity. Deliverance is being rescued, being made free. One of my favorite definitions of this is cleansing a person of ungodly influence. Cleansing a person of ungodly influence. So when I pray and I, you're rich when God is cleaning you of ungodly influence. That's how you know you're rich. Because sin convicts you. Sin makes you say, my, I messed up again. Please, Lord, help me to get right again. If you can just sin and it don't bother you, oh, you get back on the poor side now. But when you're rich, sin bothers you. Sin bothers you. Second thing is protection. A shield keeps someone from being harmed to cover from exposure. And that's that's what it means, too. Shield keeps someone from being harmed. The cover from exposure. God will, will keep you if he, if you allow him to. I'll put you like that. Cover from exposure. God doesn't expose the stuff that we do. God knows each and every one of us mess up. But God will come bring up uh, on that uh, screen right there and say, this is what Pastor Dobbs did, y'all, two days ago, three days ago. He don't do stuff like that. You know what God does? Lord, I come here. Lord, let's all repent and ask God to forgive us. Because nobody wants their stuff, their, their sins up on the big screen so everybody can see it. Is that right? So that's what God loves us. He, he protects us. He covers from exposure. Third definition, of course, the third aspect of salvation is prosperity. To increase, and again, more than enough to handle what comes our way. More than enough to handle what comes our way. And the third definition of that is being happy. Being happy. 
But again, more than enough to handle what comes your way. Only way you can do that is with the unlimited God with unlimited resources. Because we we hope we've got came to the conclusion eventually we will run out of natural resources. The widow woman did. Uh, Pastor Dobbs has. And if you're honest with yourself, sooner or later you will too. You know that God keeps us for that one thing that can happen that would take away your entire wealth? He keeps us away from that. You know, it, it'll take but one thing to wipe you out completely. But if you got an unlimited God with unlimited resources, that means God knows what's coming your way before he comes your way. So what he does is he protects you, he shields you, he uh, uh, protects us from what comes our way. That's stuff going on behind the scene that we can't even see. You know what God does? He sends angels to do warfare on our behalf. I told you, I get the one natural example I use quite often is this. Sometimes God got to get the person that's driving steering wheel to keep on the right side of the road. Because sometimes folks be looking at their phone, they be trying to talk, they be trying to do all types of things, and God will protect each and every one of us. You don't know what you're protected from today. You have no idea of the amount of protection when you went to the store today that God provided for your life. You don't even know the people that rolled by your house thought about coming into your house. But God says, no, you got to go past this house. And we don't want to come in the house of God and tell God, thank you. Oh, you know, your loved ones are being protected by God right now. Because you can't be with them 24 hours a day and seven days a week. You know God has to protect them. And, and no matter how much you fuss and, and, and cuss, you can't protect them like God. No, 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 no. I don't know why. Well, anyway, get out of it. Salvation will cause us to think, talk, and act more like Jesus. We must learn that it, we must learn what's available and how to use what's available to not only live a life that is pleasing to God, but notice this, to share his love with others as he did for us in Romans 5 and 8. Go to Romans 5 and 8. We are going, excuse me. We must learn what's available to us. We learn that all the promises of God and him are yes and amen. We learn that all things work together for our good. We learn that he is Jehovah Raha, the Lord, thy God, the healer thee. We learn that he is our banner, our protection, our strong high tower, our refuge. We learn that he's a comforter. We're learning that, but we don't know that on our natural. On our natural. We have to learn this by knowledge and understanding. Romans 5 and 8. We learn that God loved us, but God demonstrates his own love toward us and and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know Christ died for you when you was a sinner? You know he loved you now. Let me let that sink in for a moment. If Christ died for you when you were mm, 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 you know you messing up now. Really no shot to God. But you got the blood working for you right now. The blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. That's why we confess. He cleanses us and makes us right again. And do you and will you mess up again between now and when you go see Jesus? Thank y'all. Some folk, honest folks in the sanctuary. 
Everybody else, y'all pray for the rest of us. They go, we need Jesus, don't we? I heard some bros over here. Don't we know Jesus? You need Jesus, don't we? Yes. Because we're going to mess up again. Listen, don't stress yourself out about the fact that you're messing up again. What you got to do is this. When you mess up, repent. Anything you're going to stress out, I need to repent. I need to get back in the house of God again because I need knowledge and understanding as to how to stop doing certain things. You don't learn that on your own. I tried that myself. Learning how to stop sinning on your own is, is almost useless. You know why it is, sister? Because we enjoy it. You ever try to stop eating something you really like and it's sitting in the house? You ever hear some, listen, you ever hear candy from yourself, but you knew you hid it in it? Thank y'all for four-way man, but the rest of y'all keep praying for the rest of us. Or you put it somewhere, I don't nobody get my stuff. Woo! Because God knows what we need and how we need it. But he, it's just, you get that from the house, though. See, unlimited God for, with unlimited resources is not only for uh, stuff that comes your way, but stuff you got to deal with on a day-by-day basis. His grace is sufficient for us, for his strength is made perfect in weakness. Thank you for that, God. Now, I need to uh, go a little further. Oh, yeah, that's why being present and engaged, present and engaged. Everybody say present and engaged. Notice this. And church services are so important as seen in Hebrews 10 and 25. Hebrews 10 and 25. Let's go to Hebrews 10 and 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. We got to come together, y'all. We got to come together in the house of God. Why? Because God says so. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. We are constantly learning how to operate in this divine blessing that the Lord wants his children to possess. If I'm divinely blessed, I need to know how, why, and how to operate in it. If we are divinely blessed, I need to know how and how to operate in it. This is, see, we just, we're in this season where God has opened up a vein for us that we need to receive this divine blessing. Not only receive, but we need to operate in it. We need to believe it. Listen, let me tell you something. When God has been telling us that we got un- access to unlimited resources for with an unlimited God, we need to act like we're operating that on a day-by-day basis. We should not walk around like we're poor. Like we, not got, we, not got, we don't have enough. Oh, listen, if I don't buy that now, it don't mean I don't have access to it. So I can't lie and say I can't afford it. I'd be lying if I said I can't afford it. That's like telling God he can't afford it. When the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, oh, it may not be in the, in, the, in the budget this day. Who knows what tomorrow going to bring, though? Who knows what a couple hours, uh, uh, 30 minutes from now could bring? I mean, God is loading us daily with benefits, and his benefits just don't stop. We're just keeping us saved, y'all. His benefits are there to keep us in all our ways. And so whatever way God want to keep us in, he can, he can do that. You know, God can drop something to you just like that. Just like that. Woo-wee. I like that.
So we, we lie or we say we can't, we can't. We can't tell God that you can't heal certain diseases and hurt certain sickness because we're lying on God. We're lying on God because God can heal any sickness, any disease, anytime he wants to, just like that. And if, and if, he, if it is a delay, he's just building our faith. He's just building our faith. Say, okay, just hold on. Do you trust me? Because that's all God be telling halftime. Do you trust me? Like, I, won't you go and do it right now? That's what we'll be saying, right? That's what I'll be saying. I don't know what y'all say. Lord, somebody say, Lord, let's let your will be done. Now, really, God, if I had my choice, I would have you to do it right this second. Already done. But since you haven't done it, I'm still trusting you to get it done. Because why? He's unlimited. Unlimited. You put the subject out there, God can handle it. Finances, challenging your body. Something going on at your workplace, something happening in your business, wherever it is, God can handle it. He can handle it. He's got He's got the resources, he, and and we got access to them because we've been de- we're operating in salvation, deliverance, protection, and salvation. We're operating at it's unlimited. What does unlimited mean? No limit. It never run out, really, right? We know we gave that national sample. I, I thought about this the other day. It don't matter what come you talk about. Today, I don't care how rich they are today, you know one day they're going to run out. You, know, you can name it. That's not, this company got $40 billion, $895 billion, trillion dollars. You know one day they're going to run out. Anybody got it, got it. Listen, they can have a, a net worth of $955 billion as soon as they die. Ran out. Gone. They net worth, if they go on to somebody else. $955 billion. They can spend a billion dollars every day for two, almost two years. Three, no, two and a half years. And still, as soon as they die, broke. No more. No more. But you got a God of unlimited resources. It, once you're rich with God, you never stop being rich. Because your relationship with Jesus. You may not have natural money, but you still got an unlimited God with unlimited resources. You know, the woman, uh, the widow woman we talked about earlier, uh, she thought she didn't have any money. Y'all got that? So a lot of times we don't think we got money. But God says you ain't never one idea and one hookup with a man of God that can change your destiny forever. You can give one time to change your destiny for a long time. God know how to do it, don't he? Now, let me, let, me, let me finish this up. I'll give you a few more points. Hold on just a few more minutes and I'll... Let me share something with you before I, I give you this last uh, few things I want to share with you. I was about to teach this wrong the other day. And I thought I was teaching it right. When I studied it, uh, again, I said, God, you know what? I, I was about to tell some folks something that wasn't right. Let me share what I was going to share with, I was gonna share with y'all the other day. In Hebrews, excuse me, not Hebrews, but in the text, the blessed of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. I was going to tell you that folks that have uh, that are made rich by God don't deal with sorrow. 
And when I thought about that a little bit later, I said, you know what, that, that's not quite correct. And I knew that if you're, well, I'll give you a couple of scriptures. I'm going to give you one scripture here in just a moment. Um, before, of course, there's others. Just because you are blessed by God doesn't mean you're not going to deal with certain things in your life. Are y'all following him? And I don't want y'all to get that impression that, oh, I, I've got access to unlimited God with unlimited resources. Doesn't mean you're not going to go through stuff. Okay? And that's what I'm going to deal with here in this last few minutes. And to show you the blessing that God still gives us. You know what? And I love the fact that God can bless us despite pain and hurt and hardship. I mean, God, that's wonderful to me. What? I'm glad God didn't have to wait for everything to be perfect before he blesses us. Because some of us would never be blessed. I'm going to be honest with you. N- n- not one day. We might get half a day in. Maybe 20 minutes. But after that, let's deal, let's deal with the rest of this. The Word of God where we get knowledge and understanding. Now, the Word of God is where we get knowledge and understanding. Remember, we talked about gathering, being in the house of God. Pastor that feeds us knowledge and understanding of the Word of God. So the Word gives us knowledge and understanding as to how to handle the times when it seems like sorrow has been added to the blessing. And this is what the point I want to get to. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. But what I believe he's telling us in this, and this is what I want us to understand, it's going to seem like sometimes there's sorrow added to that blessing. There's pain, there's hurt, hardship, offense, and toil has been added to the blessing. You, you, you got access to unlimited God with unlimited resources but sometimes it can seem like it's painful trying to do what's right. Hurtful doing what's right. Hardship. You doing right, folks around you doing evil, and they being blessed. Psalm 73, we talked about this Sunday. Criminals were prospering. Criminals. Criminals. David said, I, I almost, listen, I slipped up, fell out. <laughs> I'm with you, David. I saw these wicked folks getting blessed. I said, hold on, God. What's wrong? I'm trying to do right, and I'm struggling. Okay. What does that mean to me? Pain, hurt, hardship, offense, or offended, and tore. You trying to do right, you're hooked to unlimited God with unlimited resources, and you feel like you're going through a rough trial. And then the sinner... The Bible calls him the wicked in Psalm 73. The criminal is one definition of it. And you know, if the Bible calls you a criminal, you know you're a real criminal. Let's see, y'all, y'all didn't get that, did you? If the Bible calls you a criminal, you're a criminal. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, ain't no fake criminal. That's the real. Some people pretend like they want to be a criminal. If the Bible calls you a criminal, you are a criminal. That's what Psalm 73 was saying. These folks, these folks wicked right here. And he said, and David said, I saw him prosper. David said, I slipped, almost slipped up, fell out. Y'all remember what we talked about Sunday? Until I went to the sanctuary and I found out the end. Then I was all right. <laughs> well, sometimes the offense, excuse me, it feels like sorrow is being added to when you want to do right. 
folks around you doing wrong, but you feel the pain or the hurt or the hardship. And let me put it to you like this. Sometimes doing right don't always feel good. Okay? Not always going to be good to your psyche. Not always going to make you seem popular with your friends. Not always going to make you seem like you are the person. I mean, you be on the job, you're doing right, you'll stay away from gossip. You know what they're going to do? They're going to gossip about you. Your family members think you being funny because when they start drinking, you pick, you take your family and you book out the door. They say, whoa, who? And they used to hang out with us. Now, why they leave? Because we doing this right here. Because we don't want to be a part. I don't want my family to be a part of that. And they would make you act in some type of way. It can seem like it's painful, hurtful, hardship, offense, or toil has been added. Because you, and you know you're trying to do what's right. And you feel like you're blessed. And you think everybody be happy for you because you, you're trying to do what's right. But let's just face it. David said, excuse me, not David, but the writer of this text, when we leave Solomon, says, the blessing of the Lord makes one, of the Lord makes one rich. And, 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 and he says, and he adds no sorrow with it. You know why he said, one reason he says that is because it's going to feel like sorrow is being added to your blessing. By reminding you that don't listen, there's no sorrow with the blessing of the Lord. That's gonna feel like it. Oh yeah, it's real. Because but he says, I don't add sorrow to what I do. I don't add sorrow to what I do. If you bless by God, God does not add sorrow to what He do. And so I realize, and I, I, I'm not going to all of it, but let me just say this to you. The sorrow doesn't come from God. It comes from those around. But notice, it did not come from God. That's, if you get that point, you're going to be all right. Because you realize, okay, I, I, might be, I might be dealing with this in my mind, but this ain't from God. That's why God has not given us spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. You need to know that it's going to feel like fear coming your way, come from God. But it, it, it don't come from God. God. That's why God tells you things like this. Oh, um, don't be weary and well-doing for a due season. You should reap if you're faint not. You're going to feel like faint. That's just a real feeling. But God says, don't be weary in doing right for a due season. You're going to reap if you're faint not. That's real. You're going to reap if you're faint not. Be pay- Hold on. Let me go a little further. As mature Christians, we understand that no matter how blessed we are, there will be times where we have to deal with fiery trials. Fiery trials. First Peter four and twelve tells us. Go to First Peter four and twelve. Hold on, we're almost done. First Peter four and twelve. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. Don't think it's strange when you go through a fiery trial. And and fiery trial is actually one word. I just I just use trials as as the uh, one. You, you put in the blank in, but burning, calamity, and I like the definition, test the character. Fiery trials test your character. 
Thank y'all for out there two and a half, amen. But fiery trials test your character. They could be in your home. It could be in your business. It could be in your relationships. But fiery trials will test your character. It's good to know that we are divinely connected to a God that has dealt with the trials here on earth and will help us overcome them as written in Hebrews 4 and 15. Go to Hebrews 4 and 15. Hebrews 4 and 15 reads as follows. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. He sympathized with them, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. He was tempted like we are, but yet without sins. But he conquered, he defeated, he gained the victory over every trial that came his way. And he had some fiery trials, y'all. He had some fiery trials. And the most, the one that we know most is his, is his journey to Calvary. He was beat with a cat of nine tails. He was lied on. Bible talks about, uh, he was spit upon. I mean, he was degraded. The Bible talks about he was beaten to his face. They could not recognize. He was put a nail in his hand. They held other the other prisoners up with a strap. Or, they strapped him to the cross. They nailed him to the cross. He was. They were so upset. Now they nailed each hand to the cross and they put his feet together and took a nail long enough to go through both feet to nail him to that cross. And he could have said one word and stopped it all. I thought about this. He didn't have to say a word. He could have thought something and stopped that whole scenario. But he didn't. You know why? Look around the room. He loved everybody in the sanctuary. Every last one of us, he loved us. He loved us. I'm about love. So you, will you deal with fire trial? Yeah. He said, don't think it's strange, neither. Well, Pastor, why am I going through? Don't think it's strange. You know, people say, why am I going through? It ain't strange. If anybody come to you as a Christian and talk about, I'm dealing with this, that, and the other, if you act like you're surprised, you just don't know Scripture. Because if anything, you can look back to your own personal life. Because when people come to you with problems, don't you, all, don't you have problems of your own that you deal with? Why are you talking to them? Thank you. See, I, I, I get some real folks in the sanctuary, sister. You give advice to folks, and you got problems with young. And that's why God is so merciful and graceful to us, to encourage one another. Because we're dealing with stuff every day. Every day. Every day. If I was to ask how many problems, please, nobody raise their hand. If I was to ask everybody, how many in the sanctuary got a problem you're dealing with right now? I guarantee you, even the youngest ones in here probably raised their hand. Yes, I'm dealing with something too right now. My Kool-Aid is not at home right now. They, they have not got me the stuff that I needed. <laughs> the youngest to the what? Oldest. Everybody dealing with something. But it doesn't mean we don't stop to help nobody. That's why Galatians is so pop. Galatians 6 1 talks about restore one in the spirit of meekness concerning you, lest you consider yourself. Why are you pointing the fingers? You know, you, listen, 
He said, you were that close messing up your own self. Listen, we try to go, uh, you know, sometimes folks come at me like, you know what, I ain't never messed up, Pastor Dow. I think in the back of my mind, you were probably two weeks ago that close from doing the same thing I'm trying to count somebody else about. You were that close. Now, so folks don't tell you that stuff, but, the, you know, listen, I've been doing this stuff for about over 20 years now. Y'all know I've learned a few things along the way. And some folks, they get, they, when they get super spiritual with me, my guard automatically start going up. Something wrong, something wrong, something wrong with this picture right here. But when folks come to me humble, see, you know what, Pastor Dallas, I messed up. I can deal with the folks a whole lot better than the folks that are super spiritual with me. I didn't be wrong, just me now, just me. Y'all might can do a whole lot better, but I promise you, when super saints come my way, but I got I, my move, it's a whole different. <clears throat> now, let's, let's finish this up. We must, thank y'all for being so patient. We must continue to pray just as Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Prayer is going to really help us all to deal with what comes our way. Oh, y'all remember now? Whatever comes our way, we got an unlimited God with unlimited resources to help us to deal with what comes our way. And not only that, we're going to have more than enough to deal with what comes our way. Now, this is what you got to understand. It may not happen overnight, but eventually you're going to deal with it. That's why you're rich. You're rich. Now, in the natural, will you have everything? No. Spiritually speaking, yes. Oh, well, spiritually speaking, you're going to need some stuff too. That's why Jesus had to deal with stuff for a little while there. Now, continue to pray just as God, Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. And you read that story in Matthew 26, 36 before it says, Jesus tapped into the unlimited resource through prayer. Prayer, a solemn request to a holy God, a two-way conversation with Jesus, a earnest hope, and receive unlimited strength to take him on the, to the cross at Calvary. Remember he said, not, remember he's in the garden, it says, Lord, let this cup pass with me. Let this cup pass with me. Bible says he prayed three times. Or it went, listen, then he went back and checked with his limited disciples. You know what the limb disciples doing, don't you? <laughs> that way you, you got to be careful who you go to for help, okay? You could be going to help for somebody who's sleep, who's limited, who's limited, who's limited. And then finally said, not my will, but your will be done. You know, when he finished praying, he had enough in him. To go all the way through Calvary. Isn't that something? Unlimited God with unlimited resources. You're rich when you got that. You are rich. Because you're not only rich in this world, but you're also rich in the world to come. Everything that comes your way. Even at, in the afterlife. When you, when you get ready to go before Jesus, you got the blood of Jesus operating. In your life. You got the unlimited God with unlimited resources on your behalf. And you can be, oh, you can, hey, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou have been faithful over a few. I'm going to make you rule over much. And into the joy of the Lord. And again, being rich does not dismiss us from pain, hurt, hardship, etc., doesn't dismiss us from it, doesn't release us from it, get rid of it. But through it all, the 
the Lord will give us more than enough to handle what comes our way. I'm going to read this last one for you. You can turn to it if you'd like to. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now, uh, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that, all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, that power is unlimited. That power is unlimited. Unlimited God with unlimited resources is working in us. That's why it said, now to him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the unlimited God with unlimited resources that works in us. That's his power. That is a rich God that makes his children rich. That's why the blessing of the Lord makes us rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. You got more than enough to handle what comes your way. And then you have some left over. You know why? Because God's unlimited. You know, as soon as you handle the problem, you still got more stuff coming in. Now, we do this. Thank you, Lord. We do this naturally all the time. You get a bill paid off. You don't stop working. I mean, look, I know most of y'all don't. I promise you. I thank you. But because uh, why? You're going to want more stuff. You want more stuff. You got you got to have some income coming. However, God do it, whether it's natural, um, uh, natural or supernatural, you got to have more stuff coming in. Well, God doing the same thing. He got more stuff coming in. He got more stuff coming in. Somebody say it with me. He got more stuff coming in. Tell him he got more stuff coming in. Come on, you got to help me do it now. You got more stuff coming in. He got more stuff coming in. He got more stuff coming in. He got more anointing coming in. He got more power coming in. He got more love coming in. He got more money coming in. He got more healing coming in. He got more deliverance coming in. He got more protection coming in. He got more coming in because he is a God of unlimited resources with unlimited power. Jesus is his name. The blessing of the Lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow with it. We are divinely blessed and I am divinely blessed. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.